Hi. I got a tape I want to play. Just what do you think you're doing, Dave? Your move, creep. Take me to the volcano! So why don't you make like a tree and get out of here? Come with me if you want to live. This town needs an enema. Dr. Kid, I need a bacchiatomy. Yes, that's a human ear, all right. I got a bad feeling about this. So it's come to this. It's come to this, and we'll tell you where it's going. Uh oh. We're going to camp. <laughs> we're going to camp. We're going today. to camp. I'm Eric. I'm Charlie. And we are going to sleepaway camp. Yes, welcome to our movie podcast. So it's come to this. This week we are going to sleepaway camp. This film has got quite the legacy within our film circle oh man and the general horror film but yeah i think large. i think we do have to start with the story of the group yeah. the group viewing our... that i missed yeah. <laughs> we have to talk about how charlie missed sleepaway camp the first time around so as uh some of you know and uh we have a little movie group and every couple months we get together we watch five movies uh various themes and sources we vote on them and pick yeah some of them have ballots some of them are you know drawn randomly out of a hat we uh we do a whole thing and it's and it's great it's real nerdy yeah it's real good though it's uh it's a it's a cool no kids activity (laughs) (laughs) nobody with children would be allowed to do 21 and over yeah Let's see, uh, let's see some ID. We eat yeah. horribly. We we drink. It's great. Oh, oh, we eat well. Don't don't <laughs> act like we don't eat well. We get some uh, well fed. We are well fed. We eat we eat a nice tri tip. Mm. Jason always brings over a fruit salad, so we so feel there- there's a little healthiness <laughs> going on. Yeah, so it's, that it's that sets the stage for this. Uh, Sleepaway Camp was watched at one of our horror ballot nights that take place in October. All horror movies ballot with like 350 different movies yeah. to choose from everybody you, you will... assemble a, a massive ballot yeah that takes about a week to read. <laughs> <It's>... <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, everybody votes privately and then we go through and sleepaway camp was uh one that we watched probably four years ago yeah it's been maybe a while five years ago yeah when it first got voted on nobody had seen it yeah. in the group and somehow we should say now yeah. If you don't know anything about Sleepaway Camp and you're just listening to this, go uh, watch Sleepaway Camp yeah. first and don't look up stuff. This is yeah. like a podcast about the movie. Yeah, we spoil we, we spoil everything on this. So, uh it's on it's Sleepaway Camp is on uh, Amazon Prime right now. You can stream it if you've got the Prime membership. Go watch it and uh, get back to us because this will be all the spoilers. And you don't want to know what's happening in the movie. You really want to go cold. This is quite an experience that's really, yeah, best served cold. Yeah. Which is what it was for us. Absolutely. Yeah, somehow no one, no somehow one had Somehow none of us, none of us, who we knew about horror movies, we know even more now, five yeah. years later. Yeah. Uh, we've driven, uh, <laughs> driven deeper into the depths. Uh, Absolutely. So we have, we, but we know stuff. And none <laughs> of us knew this ending and yeah. this movie in general we all were familiar with the title but i didn't think any of us knew how special it was actually gonna be so let me then tell you from my perspective yeah uh because this movie ended up coming up 
basically at the end of the night. This was the fifth movie watched. Yeah, so I, throughout the day, had uh, gotten a headache. I probably had too many beers. Uh, and uh, we were watching Street Trash before yeah. Sleepaway Camp. That was movie number four that night. And uh, I'm going to tell you right now, I was not a fan of Street <laughs> Trash as we were watching it. I know that movie's got a lot of love. Um, I wasn't handling it well. You were in a dark place. I wasn't doing well. Street and trash. my head was hurting, and I was yeah. like, I'm, I'm it was, good. It was, it was messing with you. So uh, I, I went to lay down because Eric's got a nice little guest room. So uh, I pass out in yeah, the guest Charlie, room. Yeah, Charlie takes off angered by a couple of the scenes I was kind of like street trash I was like fuck street trash <laughs> yeah. I'm out of here street trash was in the process <laughs> of wrecking your night which is not a it's not a thing that happens typically street fa- street trash changed him yeah. in that moment uh it was weird so uh <laughs> so I go lay down about two hours later I'm awoken to the sound of what five six people Mm-mm. I think it- half the crew left Oh, okay. I think it was maybe four of us. Four of you. Well, you sounded like six people because you were screaming we at the top of your lungs. We flipped out. It was probably 1, 1 a.m. It was insane. On a Saturday night. I've never heard anything like it. And uh, yeah, I, it we aroused it. me from my stupor. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, oh no, everyone's being murdered. Yeah. <laughs> it was this weird... It was four people all howling in different uh-huh. ways. Because we were all, it was just this, oh, because we, we were experiencing this thing. It was this big spiritual yeah. moment at the end of sleepaway camp that you were awoken to the I second know. coming. I missed it. I was so bummed. I was like, you've got to be kidding me right yeah. now. So- yeah, it was so like, <laughs> oh, man, Charlie, you don't know what you missed. And it was just. Out of no, all like, the things you could have... I feel like I stumbled out, and you guys were all just, like, wide-eyed, just like, what did we just... What yeah. did you... How did, <laughs> what did... And it was like, I thought, yeah, someone had abducted you and uh, done yeah. some experiments we were flipping or something. Out. It was crazy. We were losing it. We got hooked into that movie so quick and so yeah. deeply that we, would, we were just riding with that thing the whole time. That movie has gotten probably... The best. Oh, I mean, I'd love to go back and look through our movies to see what's the best received movie while watching it. Oh, that's you know that, but that has to be a contender. I can tell you, no other movie has gotten that guttural of a reaction. No, people, nobody's lost wild dogs out there. (laughs) (laughs) Very accurate, and I missed it. I was so you missed it. Yeah, there was only a few of us, and yeah, you're probably right. That has to be number one just because of that. (laughs) <laughs> the rapid, and wild, like it's that or, feral, like nature of our. Yeah. <gasps> it, it's that or greasy strangler. It's one oh, of those. <laughs> one of those two. Not looking no. forward to the greasy strangler episode. <laughs> no, that was that reaction was like we were like the monkeys finding the obelisk oh, in uh, two thousand and one. Hundred percent. Like, oh man, we're learning how to make weapons now. And yeah. We're advancing. Yeah. We felt advanced as a civilization. No. I stepped into watched. that room and the cat looked at me and was like, Are you seeing this shit? Yeah, are you seeing what's <laughs> happening? He uh my cat Tacos has grown He's he deals with the movie days. Not you know, a, yeah, he he's not a fan. Him. He makes a couple of cameos. Yeah. And, you know, kind of like keeps to the edges, but <laughs> he's not into it. And yeah, so but he's still used to a certain level of comfort and familiarity. Yeah. And he didn't know how to react to me 
reacting to sleepaway camp. That's what it does. He was confused and scared. Yeah. Because I was so moved in unexpected ways by sleepaway camp. Oh, man. It's incredible. It, this was probably the best received movie we've watched. And it has spawned reviewings, which is rare for any movie we watch with a group. Even if it's super well received, it's not common to be like, we should watch this again in a month. Right. Sleepaway Camp became an event that we then had to, every person who had missed it yeah. and had gone home early, included. Yep. had to have their own day where we could then re-watch the movie and they get to experience it. Yes. We did three of those. <laughs> we watched this movie four times to re-acclimate everybody to the God level that we ascended to upon watching Sleepaway wow. Camp. It's a true religious experience. It's amazing. <laughs> uh, made in 1983 by uh, Robert Hitzik, written and directed. Um, it's got the one of Robert the Hitzik. Robert Hitzik, who basically made this movie and then never made a movie again until 25 years later when someone was like, hey, that movie you made is kind of popular. Yeah, and he's people like, oh, really, really love it, actually. Oh, nice. Uh, um, you told yeah. me that info moments before we recorded yeah i'd never heard that i guess i'd just never it's weird that i've just never looked at what else the director of one of my favorite movies did i think i'd be curious you just would kind of assume it must have been a working guy yeah did done a few things he's done nothing he's done nothing else i i had no idea uh, uh, his own sequel basically that got released in 2008 so um but we're here to talk about the og and what's so amazing about that news is sleepaway camp feels like such a unique vision Mm -hmm. it was not a derivative camp slasher this had real quirk and real heart and real cleverness that most of these kind of movies don't get it it has uh, so for him characters yeah yeah great characters great great lines great look yeah great kills crazy premise that actually is plausible within the, the framework presented. Mm-hmm. The twist is honest, mm-hmm. which mm, is huge. Right. Yeah. It does everything so correctly that it's crazy that this guy only did <laughs> this one thing. Is that just, is it just so, is it just the brightest star? And he's like, that's all I have for the world. It's everything in me. I have nothing else. <laughs> I gave you sleep away. Well, I don't think it had the the notoriety right off the bat back in 83 when it was released. I kind of get the sense that it maybe didn't do much because it was amongst this crop of of Friday the 13th copycats. And it was a couple years after that. Friday the 13th was 80. Yeah. 81, 80. 80. And And, uh, and we we already talked about the burning on an er earlier episode. Yeah, the burning, uh, Madman. There was a bunch of different camp slashers. I don't know if it got lost or if it was just too weird for the mainstream audience at the time. Because this is a weird movie. It's weird. It's weirdly paced and directed and and acted. And uh, We used to joke uh, in our group, up until recently this hasn't been the case, horrors at the boomiest period ever. Yeah. But, uh, you know, there was that funny trope for a long time, 20 years, that the horror movies with really great critic reviews mm. would make no money. And then, uh, you know, movies with just garbage reviews would be the ones that would spawn yeah. for sequels. So people didn't want smart horror. And I, since I don't know what the reviews for Sleepaway Camp said at the time, this is a clever movie with 
fun dialogue and just a quirky personality mm-hmm. wrapped in this kind of deep, messed up horror. Well, I'm I was wondering so, if because uh, I just watched it earlier today to kind of get the rewatch, mm-hmm. and we I'd seen it recently. Uh, I made my sister watch it. Yeah, another <laughs> another new convert. Oh man, uh-huh. how did she like it? She was into it. Yeah, I think she was into course. it. Horror isn't quite her her thing. Yeah, but I thought I was like, yeah, this is like this is more. This is so yeah, this is more else going on here. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I I was wondering if it was meant to be a satire or if it's um, if they're playing it straight, they are playing it like a full on soap opera. It is to me like yeah, so much it's of very it very soapy in the, spots. Yeah, the the in a in a beautiful way. The way the the relationships move back and forth between these kids and the jilted lovers, as it were. Yeah, and uh, the the Judy character who's just <laughs> such a uh, classic like soap Judy, opera. Oh yeah, evil you know woman. <laughs> Evil heiress kind of a character. Oh, Judy is such a it's like such I, a C. It's it, to <laughs> me. It's, it's if it's not a satire, then it is like a soap opera. It did. It it's felt crazy. Uh, you know like uh, these soap elements have a similar feel, a different turn of the dial from the soapiest parts of Twin Peaks mm-hmm. for me. Like I remember being shocked when when you and I watched Twin Peaks together up in Portland. Uh, because the last time I had seen it was when my parents watched it when I was in the fifth grade. Oh yeah, <laughs> and so I wasn't. So I was already, you know, in my late twenties. hadn't rewatched it when it was already kind of mm-hmm. popular. And I remember being so shocked in those first few moments that it was a soap opera. Yeah, I th- I didn't realize that, but it's but it's just a straight primetime soap opera. Totally, in which I love about it. So obviously it was shocking at first, and I love it. Sleepaway Camp gives me that same kind of vibe, especially yeah. with one of the all-time great characters in any movie. No hyperbole, <laughs> Aunt Martha or uh, Aunt uh, uh, Aunt Martha. Aunt Martha. There, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, what an amazing woman and an amazing character and an amazing read. It is unlike anything else you'll see in a movie. And uh, again, yeah, Desiree Gould, who plays Aunt Martha, doesn't do another movie for <laughs> 22 years. She's in a wow. few things in 2006 and 10. Nothing after Sleepaway Camp. So this was just a, a, amazing. a woman, you know, maybe a star of the stage. Who knows? But there's so many people in here who who this just seems to be their only thing. But yeah, the movie opens with a really intense sequence in which... Uh, the the these kids on a powerboat uh, fly through and kill a man, and uh, some of the kids he he's got two yeah. kids. We're not sure who lives and dies, and then yeah, then we're introduced to Aunt Martha, who plays it like she's an android oh. who's malfunctioning. Oh, and, uh, I I love her. That's my biggest movie crush is Aunt Martha. She must be, you know she must be a huge inspiration I think for people like Miranda July, for oh. Wes Anderson. The she's way she's brilliant. dressed, the way that she, uh, yeah, she touches her cheek when she's thinking to herself out loud. She's just got this delivery that you've never seen. And Martha else to me has deliver. that same kind of charisma that uh, Little Edie Bouvier had in Grey Gardens. Okay, yeah, that same absolutely. kind of like, oh, this woman is a god, and we should worship her. <laughs> she has her own thing all figured out. I'm always so. fascinated by people 
who in one way or another seem to have it all figured out. <laughs> like somebody that's so uniquely them that I'm like, yeah. man, they're on, they have everything figured out. They know exactly how to live right now. And we only see Aunt Martha for like one brief scene in the beginning and then a flashback at the end. But yeah. she is so memorable. She's in so the memorable and so two important. Two minutes she's in it. She yeah. is so important. She is the crux of our celebratory animal screams. Right, right. And, but she's so perfect. You know, I always talk about the best, uh, they ne- there needs to be a character actor Oscar. Oh, of course. Anybody with under 10 minutes in a movie mm-hmm. is eligible. Because there's so many under 10 minute performances that are never going to get a supporting actor or actress award. Right. But they need to be acknowledged. And Aunt Martha has like an under five minute performance. Yeah. And it's amazing. Maybe a half dozen lines, but she does so much with them. Yeah. That it's uh, it's insane. It sets the tone for the movie before we even have any idea what we're getting into. Yeah. we The movie starts with, you know, some instrumental over shots of a harrowed campground. Mm-hmm. And then we cut right to, you know, we get the big boat scene. Right. Starts with the speedboat accident. kind of boat scene, yeah. And then it's eight years later. And then we're right in, six minutes into the movie, we're into Aunt Martha's specific brand of weirdness. (laughs) And it really just showed before, like I said, before we even were getting settled in, this movie is different Mm -hmm. than what we were expecting. This is more than. I think on our movie days, we get a lot of pretty pleasant surprises in what I'd call uh, over deliveries mm-hmm. you know oh, yeah. like because no, yeah. we watch some low budget shit sure things that could be real bad yeah we've watched some kind of low real... budge stuff yeah yeah and we're talking shot on vhs we've watched several stuff. shot on video <laughs> movies so we watched some low budget stuff but man there have been some huge dividends paid out mm-hmm. like black past absolutely so we we lucked into a lot of good over deliveries Within five minutes of Sleepaway Camp, we're already knowing, oh my gosh, like we like struck gold. This movie, <laughs> if this movie can sustain this level, and then it kept doing it yep. in its own way, it kept sustaining this gorgeous little tone of a movie it set out for. Uh, well, yeah, Aunt Martha is basically her one scene is to send off cousins Ricky and Angela to camp, Sleepaway yeah. Camp, as it were, Sleepaway Camp. Uh, and uh, yeah, Ricky is a uh, Again, another guy, Jonathan Tiertsen, who's, <laughs> you know, he's got he's got 17 credits to his name. But, uh, yeah, it hasn't done much. He He's great as Ricky. I actually yeah. really love him as Ricky, the, especially this last time watching it. The he's, casting of this movie. There's perfect. so many slashers that are one of the primary source of entertainment is some of the casting can be bad. And you're just like, I want this guy to die. Right. The casting for Sleepaway Camp is so perfect, and it's a bunch of nobodies. Mm-hmm. Ricky and Angela are perfect. They're per- they're they're we don't know their relationship totally, and they just play it so good. That guy whose name I Jonathan Tiertsen, Tiertsen, and of course Felissa Rose. Felissa Rose, yeah, we have to actually yeah, we have to absolutely talk now about she has Felissa had Rose. a good career. She's she, got a lot of genre work. She has got the most. Absolutely the most credits of anyone, maybe yeah. except for the guy that plays uh, the old guy, Mel. 
Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, he's, he's got an older a ton act. of credits, but she's got over a hundred acting credits. She's she has like Barbara Crampton had the real resurgence in yeah. the last decade. She's a where yeah. She, uh, she's been embraced by this new generation us of horror fans. Who realized what who legends have discovered they were. Sleepaway Camp and. Yeah, she is such she's a, great. She's so fun. Yeah. She's so nice. We we watched, uh, you know, she has like a couple interviews on the Sleepaway Camp Blu-ray. Oh, sure. And I remember us watching them and just like, oh, man, she just loved every second. She had all these great stories about being a 13-year-old girl filming this horror movie. Yeah. And, like, and she's like the happiest person. So it was really exciting to see. Yeah. But she was just the casting of Angela. She is Perfect. She's great. As the yeah, she was uh, on Joe Bob recently when they showed Sleepaway oh. Camp, and she again, kind of the same thing. Just she was just so full of joy and, and she, just on track and and telling great stories and uh, giving Joe Bob a bunch of shit like you're yeah, supposed to. Yeah, she seems like it was great. She seems so cool. Yeah, her and like yeah, you brought Barbara Cramp. They seem so cool. So cool. And her so, character Angela is such a difficult character to uh, pull off because it's such a she's such a uh, quiet and kind of beguiling character that yeah. you really don't think she's she's wallpaper for most of the movie. Yeah, she annoys you know? people with her yeah. uh her she just her stares behavior. at people most of the time. Yeah. But her eyes are just so the, yeah, penetrating. You can tell she had to have been cast crazy. for her eyes. Yeah. You need she stares for the first forty minutes of the movie. She you does. need somebody with captivating eyes. She's got a great stare. And uh so that brings us to another thing these when we start talking about these characters as you and I have watched more and more summer camp movies, I remember this past time, you start going, you know, did, did you ever go to summer camp? Because <laughs> I never went to summer camp, and I don't know anybody who went to summer camp. Does summer camps only exist in New Jersey? <laughs> Every movie, the summer camp scene in upstate New York or the Jersey area yeah. has to be insanely lucrative. Are there no it other mu- camps back anywhere in, day, in America? I, I, I don't. I have, honestly, I feel like uh, I never must went have to been just camp. New Jersey. I have no summer camp. And this is these people were as New Jersey as it gets. So I love Everybody. how locally New Jersey this movie was. Yeah, this felt like all. This felt like such a slick production that also felt like it was using locals only, mm-hmm. which is not a crossover you get. Locals only usually means it's one of the shot on video movies that we right. watch. Oh yeah, no, everyone here is just thick with New Jersey. But there's they're all so well cast. Yeah, it's a really impressive cast for the amount of unknowns and, and nobodies there are. Absolutely, they really filled proper roles. So that's yeah. why I say when we keep talking about how it has its own voice and its own tone. Yeah, as we go on, Angela doesn't really want to be in camp. She's quiet. She doesn't like being around people. We don't know why. Mm-hmm. We don't know why that speedbone accident at the beginning was relevant <laughs> at all. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, but then we get into, uh, like I said, after the Aunt Martha scenes, when we're like, geez, if this can maintain the tone, and it maintains different tones, we arrive at camp, and then we get introduced to just a bunch of, this is truly joyous. Yeah actual age campers in the movie (laughs) right right usually these slasher movies are about the counselors before camp even starts so that's how you can cast 20 year olds yeah this movie's filled with like 12 year olds and teenagers 
busloads teenagers, of them. busloads of them. <laughs> Tons of kids in this movie. You get a slasher around actual children. And and that scene where you see all the kids coming out of the bus and they're just screaming and running uh, away from the buses. Yeah. That to me where it's like, man, I've never gone to camp. Would kids <laughs> actually do that? Like, I don't know. If, yeah, are kids that pumped are to kids get to camp? really freaking yeah, out about camp it's that camp. much? Like, here we go. Like, we see that with scenes of kids, like, on the last day of school. Right. right. But these kids are screaming out of the buses, like, we're going to jump in murky water. <laughs> and then and then, it's as so the good. kids are running by, you've got old man Mel, who owns oh, the place. Yeah, the owner Mel. With the cigar in his hand. And uh, he's and then uh, the, the, main, the main counselor, which would have been Ronnie. Yeah. Oh. Short shorts Ronnie. Ronnie. So... <laughs> And those two guys are just so New Jersey, and they're oh, and Ronnie they're, especially. And Jeez. Ronnie is just such a like he's to me he's one of the sweetest characters I've ever seen in a slasher <laughs> movie. He's and such I a well-meaning, so nice guy. He is the nicest dude. Ronnie is another uniquely weird and oddly smart character. Like you said, he's such a nice guy, yeah. and it's also offset with him being a. Uh, constantly showing his bulge oh he's jacked also and like yeah. he wears so the the hotter the weather gets i the shorter my shorts get i'm it, I, it I tends like, to happen i like wearing short shorts yeah yeah ronnie shorts ronnie i ronnie. could not leave that come house. on man you know what you're These doing are barely briefs ronnie you could see in that first scene in the dine uh the mess hall there you could see both balls and the shaft. <laughs> it was just outlined in the was, shorts. I'm Ronnie's not, just wearing let's these not play around here. percentage sign shorts in and, the front. Yeah, and his like the, pecs are sticking out the sides of his just, tank top. Yeah. He is showing too much creases and folds under his too tight clothing. But, but he's the, the nicest but dude. He's, but he's coming over to be like, hey, you're not eating anything. Let's get you something. What can I do to make what, your camp experience we, you know, better? Yeah, he's just... Hey, I know heart. you requested that sh- that uh, Wednesday night off. I'm giving it to you. I'll do what like, I can. Oh, wow, man. Oh, hey, I'll do what I can, man. It's crazy. Oh, like, man. Damn, what a nice guy. Who's kind of showing me his dick? <laughs> 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 it's such a weird character. But also, it's it's 1983. And that... The, dick I, pants were in. I do want to talk a lot about fashion in this movie, actually, because everybody's got dick pants. Every, every boy is wearing man. short shorts. Dicky like Daisy Duke got a lot of boy cut-offs. got a lot of boy butts in the movie. A lot of boy butts. The all the counselors <laughs> have the it was a really crop for tops. the yeah. It was a really for the ladies movie. It was crazy. These and boys were I don't just. Know if you do, I don't see think you see any boobs in this movie. Maybe once or twice, but no, it's a lot of we, it's a yeah, lot I don't of fellas. Think Judy, should, it is. I think you do just get uh, mm. dude this butts for the ladies. and then well one shot of other nudity. <laughs> one important there is, yeah. shot there is that um but foreshadowing uh, <laughs> but yeah there's a lot of underdressed boys in this movie this is the fashion in general though is great oh, everybody looks so good it's amazing the feathered hair is out of control on yeah. all of these people the the girls with the big uh one ponytail off to the side mm-hmm. kind of mm-hmm. look scrunchies great looking cast great. of all ages it leads to cool scenes like uh i really love the rec hall mm-hmm. really love all the stuff that happens in the sleepaway camp rec hall oh absolutely uh, so there was two songs written specifically for the movie 
Okay. I think uh, I want to say the guy's name is like Frank Vinci. Hmm. I'll check it out. But the, the main theme is called Angela's theme. The do 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 do. Right. Uh, that and the two songs are great, and they're kind of what's playing on the tape deck of the rec hall. Oh, funny. Like the the two uh, of this guy's songs. I did not notice that. So there, it's like its own period-specific, cool synth vocal music made just for the the time. So it establishes that it's in its own little place in time. That's very cool. I had no idea. But it, then, yeah, Frank Vinci. Frank Vinci. All right, there we go. Vinci, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, but it. Angela's theme is one of the great uh, themes in horror. Mm. Any any level of horror, I think it stands up with the best. Uh, the score is also really good i think but i love those totally. two songs yeah i think they really add a lot of cool the score is very vibe. dramatic mm-hmm. um and very soapy in spots oh absolutely very stabby and do a lot of yeah a lot of strings and and uh a lot of yeah those kind of effects but um yeah but really good so uh should we get into the kills here well, because people I, I know start you, dying people do quick. start dying pretty quick and i do love we get a lot of that um stuff that's on like who killed mr burns kind of like oh it's you absolutely what are you doing there yeah what are you doing with that weapon and you just you know to keep the killers i did no nobody's ever saying like oh hey uh jason yeah exactly <laughs> it's like hey you over there oh it's you what do you want yeah uh, <laughs> but i love it so good and oh, oh. yeah the camera is usually the killer perspective that we mm-hmm. get but like taken to the extreme where it's really like dodging around in the kitchen and stuff oh man yeah the first kill is the uh the chef oh gosh and this chef this is guy. a real a real pos they don't waste movie any time character. in letting you know that this guy is garbage <laughs> this is this is an awful character he's a, who is only justified due to his quick exit yeah he is quick and violent exit straight up pedo and uh he uh he gets it in a great Oh, great manner! What a horrifying way. Um, I actually really this last time watching this movie too. The special effects and the makeup in this movie is top notch. Yeah, this this scene was I thought really scary. Uh, The chef, who again is a is a pederast. Yes. Uh, Oh, and we also get assistant chef James Earl Jones's dad. Is that who that is? That's his dad. Because I saw Robert Earl Jones. Oh my god! I saw the name and I was like. Huh. Yeah. Nope. Crazy. Huh. Another old black guy with oh, a cool man. voice. He's so great. He has a cool voice. Different cool voice. He's so than great his in son. this movie. But yeah, yeah Ro- Robert Earl Jones. That's funny. Father of James. And so, yeah, we get this pedo chef who is disgusting. Gross. Just a fat, Big fat guy. gross, ginger bearded, awful uh, dude. It's okay. This is the only movie he's ever been in, so we can talk really? about him. Yep. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> as much as I hate that dude, that dude is perfect for Sleepaway Camp. Yeah, right? Nobody. This but is not insane. for any other movie. That's no other movie. <laughs> That's Again, what's so shocking is these people feel polished. This feels regional, but polished. Yeah. This doesn't feel like non-actors on a weekend. Probably a local you know, community theater kind of regional actor. Yeah, like you but said. The but... quality level is good these are good actors yeah and he gets oh one of those gigantic like what 40 gallon pots that they use to boil i've never seen a pot that big in the kitchen before uh, working at the county Uh uh-huh i know that we order them for like our jails oh sure sure, you gotta make a bunch of 
food for a bunch of people. Yeah. So the they're so, gonna boil a bunch of corn in the pot. It's yeah. it's about four feet tall. So he's yeah, up on a chair. Big pot. To he's get up in on there. a yeah up on a stool. Well, yeah, a step stool. Yeah, checking whatever. on this pot and hands yank. Yep. The start yanking the chair out from under him. Yeah, and he's got enough time to be like, "Hey, you kid, cut it out." Hey, yeah. you, you. Be- tries to beg his way yeah. out of it when he sees the odds quickly turning. And then for whatever reason, as he's falling, decides to grab the pot. This is kind of like Cropsy and the burning. It's like, don't grab the pot. You'll be fine. Yeah, <laughs> just fall to the side. Fall to yeah. the side. Just take the hit. But he falls, grabs the boiling pot of water, gets boiled. Pulls this 40-gallon pot of boiling water onto himself and then it's just a great scene of him just screaming for his about a scream, minute straight his, this is the longest scream it and is just a close-up on close his up burnt his face. melted face yeah. screaming bloody murder for like a hard 30 seconds it's crazy and uh and it keeps going dun, yeah. dun. and then it like it'll <laughs> like cut to gonna, like uh yeah the oh. uh papa earl jones coming in and then it cuts back to him again and and the it's like kind of subtle but the boils have like gotten bigger on his face oh, yeah. every time they go back to him like you could see it getting worse and it worse was a real icky gooey gross Man. bit of makeup but and super effective they get him out they get him out on a stretcher they get him i don't think he actually dies he's still kind of moaning and screaming when they wheel him yeah. out yeah he's it's not death he's just suffering but they make sure to have a full conversation about like man his every nerve of his body must be on fire <laughs> He's yeah. in, I can't imagine the agony he is in right now. They have this whole conversation about how much pain he must they be. They really in. make us understand oh, that he is uh, that he got all that was coming to him. Yeah. Like, like they really lay it on so that this funny. guy is suffering. <laughs> and then Mel, the old guy is like, "Well, you know, it's an accident. No one needs to know. Let's uh Mel you know, is such a and... such a wheeler and dealer to get all of these eventual murders yeah. not told about." So Mel, this might have been his last move. In fact, this is his last credit. Uh, this guy died in 83. Oh, wow. His name was Mike <laughs> Kellen, uh, and he's got 104 acting credits. Oh. And he's known for stuff like, uh, let's see, The Jazz Singer in 1980, hmm. Midnight Express in 78. Um, but he's got stuff going back to the 50s. But uh, Wow. Yeah. So I actually didn't know that. Just like think of the oldest guy who was ever on The Sopranos, right? With yeah, like, he does. And, and like in summer wear, so he's got like gray socks up to or feels black like, socks up to his feels knees. Like that actor with like uh, tan shorts, uh, yeah. Mark Margolin, who played uh, Salamaca. Oh, the he old was, man Salamaca in yeah. uh, Breaking Bad. He was in God Told Me To. Mike Cohen. Oh, okay. Sorry. Anyway, this guy's so great, dude. Great dude. character actor. Great face. Yeah, um, really great cigar chomping mouth. Face. Yeah, that he's like eating the cigar with. Cool dude, I love it. Yeah, and he's wearing these short summer PE coach shorts yeah. and like, a but with like polo. black socks. Yeah, uh, just so good. I cool, love it. Good old dude kind of character. And what we should really get into, yeah. even more so than the kills that you had brought up uh, the other day, the writing in this movie, some of the oh. lines these kids say to each other. You get a lot of kids swearing. These are the nastiest kids, These kids I've ever seen in a, sleep, in a camp movie. These kids have sass and wit yeah. and can be dirty about it. It's actually a good yeah, a, a good time because we get the big uh, ballpark scene after the oh chef gosh. gets out. 
the the the, the, the real playing. time game of baseball. These, yeah, after this first kill, we we segue to several innings worth of baseball. <laughs> yeah. We get played hard <laughs> camp baseball action in real time. And Ricky, our uh, our our main cousin here, uh, is playing ball, and he is just antagonizing everybody yeah, on the other team. Yeah, he's a real s talker to the point where yeah, they. And I also like Ricky's kind of like. Uh, the coolest kid out of the small kids right because ricky's still there's because there's kids that are like 17 there mm-hmm. so there's some bigger kids there are older ricky's kids. like 13 but you could tell he's the coolest of the 13 year olds yeah. he doesn't give so he's so he's the one who's mouthing off to the older kids yeah and like the the counselor age kids yeah. and stuff so he's just sitting there at shortstop going like get the bat off your shoulders yeah and then the guy's like Fuck you! <laughs> Just sort of the loudest, yeah. most aggressive fuck you in the history of cinema. Like, it spittle coming yeah. out of the guy's mouth. Yeah. <laughs> no retort. Just, like, furious <laughs> with Ricky. I can picture that guy just, like, putting the bat on the ground just to scream with his upper body uh. at Ricky. <laughs> it took me back so hard. Like, yeah. Jesus, We'd already seen some crazy stuff in this movie, and then we just get, like, we come into F-bombs so triumphantly. Oh, man. Oh, man. And then we were dying when, of all the lines, man, when one kid yells at Ricky, like, Eat shit and die, Ricky. All the confidence in the world. Eat shit and live, Bill. And that was one of those, like, one of those kind of moments. (laughs) Like when Elliot calls his brother penis breath (laughs) in E.T. And you're like, I didn't even know penis breath was an established thing. Totally. I didn't know you could call somebody penis breath. (laughs) This opens up everything. Wait a minute. Eat shit and live. Yeah. And then eat shit and live. Yeah, that's way worse. (laughs) That's way worse than the established. Oh, eat shit and live. I never seen that on a bumper sticker. Oh my God. One of the great lines. Seriously. From that point on, I don't know what this movie could have done to make me dislike it. Right. <laughs> you were on the hook from each shit. I was shit like and live. 15 minutes in, each shit and live. I was like, well, what am I going to do? Yep. I'm 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 here for the next hour and a half. It was so great. Yeah. Oh. That baseball game is just so funny because yeah, Ricky's team of the younger kids kind of beats the the older kids and you just see them get so mad at the end and they're like, "Don't worry, we'll get them back." Yeah. Nothing Immedi- nothing ever comes of that. No. No. no well, that, I mean, it just doesn't exist. From there we just somehow never get a deeper look into into the sporting life yeah, of the that's camp true. that's true we get a hard 10 minutes of real-time baseball and then we're just like well i'm sure they also did archery or they whatever. did other stuff well you remember the other the activity they do which i love this scene too was they play <laughs> capture the flag oh at one point good capture the flag scene and then it just yeah. but but they so it's got the two counselors laying out the rules right and they're like all right oh, you got to yeah. do this and you do that one and then it cuts doing, one guy's doing a bit in the he's background doing the like he's with swallowing the flag. a flag the other guy's You're, giving him the bunny ears a couple of jokesters real jokesters explaining these rules but they're giving him like hey, you got to go around and capture the flag this and that and then it cuts to all the kids just in a dog pile just <laughs> yeah. 
just running at each other. No flags anywhere in it's sight. It's just Lord of the Flies out there. Suddenly, like within two seconds, like 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 six year olds playing soccer, where they're just like running around There's the ball. There's no laws anymore. No real strategy being involved. Nothing employed. Yeah, it's just screaming and just like stop the people with blue flags. <laughs> I love yeah, that. it's so great. Yeah, there's there's like a really good uh, you know wet hot American summer capture the flag sequence. Totally, got to imagine they bit some inspiration from Sleepaway Camp. And and oh man, the characters like you mentioned, Judy, one of the biggest bees Judy. in a movie. Oh. Awful, awful woman. Man, she's the girl who uh, who goes away one summer and then comes back the next and has grown up more than the other girls. She has, yes. Uh... Judy also never does another movie after Sleep. Dang, Camp. this isn't Karen these people Fields. are such defined characters. Yeah, these people knew exactly what they were doing. Oh yeah, no, like Judy How is did... the ultimate like soap opera queen bee. Yeah, and uh, so perfectly scheming, perfect dagger looks at boys when she's Gosh. not getting what she wants. I mean, I'm. It's just like. It's insane that yeah this this person was able to do this and then no one saw that and was like you know we should get that girl to play Judy yeah she's amazing I mean Barbara Crampton who we brought up earlier she got her best work on the nineties doing soaps sure that was like what she did after horror how did Judy not do soap work after horror Absolutely. that makes no sense you never she know was, man she's perfect for that kind of thing. And that's why it's so shocking these people did nothing else. Yeah. Just because of how exact they hit their mark mm-hmm. in this movie. They own it. Uh, Very believable. We're going to take a little break. Let's take it. Yeah. Okay. We will. We have still more camp to talk so about. So much more camp. I, I love this movie. <laughs> God, I love this movie. We'll be back in just a little bit. So it's come to this. Welcome yes, back, guys. We're back. Thanks for coming back. Thank you, guys, sticking with us. We are still talking about Sleepaway Camp. We're just gonna rave about Sleepaway Camp for the next, uh, I don't know, probably two hours. One of the greats, and uh, yeah, it's it deserves every minute. Um, no, it's uh, it's just such a yeah. We keep saying it's got this unique vision. It's got this unique way of telling its story. I think it's uh, it's one of those movies where there's got to be something more going on in the subtext. It's There's so, so much well written going on. In, in other ways that you think that it's really a, a story with a deeper message. I think, or it just has a it just has a deeper yeah message or perspective. I I think this was definitely a movie that's more about the just the horror of childhood, yeah. just how scary things are growing up, how un, <laughs> unknown everything how, is, how mean kids could be for how mean no kids can real be, reason. how vulnerable kids can be to authority figures, mm-hmm. um, and it just much more so than you know every other camp slasher movie is like cool kids go to camp, slasher kills them. This movie just had so much more. Maybe it's that soap opera effect. Maybe it's the uh, just uh, the way that uh, Felissa Rose plays Angela with so much reserve. Yeah, and so much going on about vulnerability. In the eyes. She yeah. seems like the most vulnerable kid. Absolutely, and uh, just yeah, how mean Judy is, and 
uh, just everything is like such um, it's a, it's like an off kilter version of what we usually see in these movies. Yeah, the only that it really hit, <laughs> it, it hits you in a different way, and it makes you think about these actions. I think in a different way than a Friday the Thirteenth is going to do with just kind of the generic bully or hot mm-hmm. girl or whatever character. Yeah, this really felt like uh, you kind of got the feel for some of these kids, and again, the fact that they were kids. Right. There's, uh, you know, you think of the other camp movies that actually used teenagers, and throughout history, it's a lot, you know, like Meatballs, or into the <laughs> or ni- Ernest Goes to Camp, <laughs> yeah, or into the '90s with Camp Nowhere and Heavyweights, Heavyweights, yeah, and, uh, you know, no kids were in uh, violent danger. Right in those, and so I think it that, was always like the week before the kids were going to show up. Yeah, the camps, the, the counselors, counselors arrive early, early for some reason. You know, to prep, set the, up, get I familiar guess. Familiar with the camp, and why not go over the you know workshop what the the week's plans are. Yeah, I guess so. But yeah, this one, yeah, has the kids, and uh, they are just so they're just so insane. I mean, and the I think kids that are just, just shows like, out of their freaking mind. <laughs> yeah, they're running around screaming. They're throwing sand at each other at one point in the background. Like everything is just. Ed- I love the, uh, and the, the adults, water, the, the water balloon have, fight yeah. on the roof. Yeah, that they're throwing water These balloons. Kids are playing on the roof. You know, you can't play on the roof. And you all know. the all the adults are like, knock it off. Like yeah. they're like, cut, cut it These out. Damn kids. Yeah, they're like losing their temper with them. And uh, yeah, and, and talk about <laughs> way more of an impressive feat. You know how much of a pain in the butt it is working with a bunch of child actors on uh, a movie? Do you know how much that must complicate Oh, a and shoot? then put them in a summer camp scenario where they're just running around in a field anyways. Yeah. I can only imagine. Oh, Maybe that's God. why this guy never did another movie. <laughs> he was uh, making movies maybe, is terrible. Maybe, yeah, maybe uh, Hiltstick uh, was like, oh, this is, I don't ever want to do this again. I'm going to join a law firm. Fuck yeah, this. I'm becoming a lawyer. Forget, <laughs> forget movies. It was a dumb idea. All right. It's not worth it. I yeah, mean, right. that sounds as plausible a reason as any. It's just great. But, oh, man, this, there's so many, so much good dialogue. So You get to know so much about kids just by recognizing them from scene to scene totally oh yeah little uh even kids in the background and stuff yeah i love uh and it got it gets always gets a good reaction when we watch it angela is so quiet and so shy that it begins annoying a lot of people at camp girls hate her Mm because they think she's stuck up even though she's just quiet and then the boys hate her because she's not being charmed by any of them and one of the one guys says, hey, Angela, why are you so fucked up? Why are you so fucked up? <laughs> <laughs> I know. I was just thinking of that as soon as you said that. Yeah. that's a gr- that? That, gra- that scene in the rec hall is so great because, yeah. yeah, the two boys are like, go hit on her, you know, uh, kind of daring each other. And, uh, yeah, they're like not getting anywhere with her. Yeah. And the guy says, why are you so fucked up? <laughs> yeah. And then Ricky comes over and they start, and then they start brawling. Ricky stri- and just start. So another thing I love fighting. about the rec hall scene, I mentioned the, the Frank Vinci music. Yes. I love when, uh, that's like the hangout. That's where the kids can kind of yeah. like chat up. They like, got the like snack, uh, snack counter bar there. Buy a, buy a malted. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know <laughs> what, what it, they do there. Again, whatever they, didn't I've go never to camp. Been I don't know what the rec hall was like. <laughs> can you get a chocolate malt? Yeah. Uh, I love Ricky walking into the building with his buddy, and Ricky's got like a ten gallon cowboy hat oh, on. What is that about? I love the oh idea of Ricky God, like so good. All right, 
I'm a teenager now. <laughs> Can't just go to camp like a baby. I need something that shows them I'm a new man. Oh, man. And I love Ricky walking in with his big hat energy that we the, only see for that scene. With the Converse All-Star t-shirt on. Yeah. And then his friend, uh, Paul, who is another like pretty nice kid. Mm-hmm. You know, you actually kind of do like a lot of these kids, uh, yeah. it turns out. But yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, He's got the you know polo nerd kind of shirt on, but oh man, that hat that Ricky—it's Ricky, like got a feather in it or something. Yeah, I think Ricky comes in with this ridiculous hat, dude, with the big old fe- like where uh, you know how hard just it re- is. Like he's ready to fight when he walks oh, in. Oh man, he's you just know how like, hard it is to pack a cowboy hat. <laughs> yeah, well, you never saw that hat before. Where did he have this hat where did in it his come luggage? From? Like, kids are bringing duffel bags to camp. You know how hard it is to keep a cowboy hat structure in a duffel bag? Ricky had to think ahead. He brought that in a box. He brought his hat because he was going to be the guy walking into the rec hall. Ricky has a lot of outfits, now that I think about it. I'm looking through some of the photos on IMDb, and it's like, he's got the one with the... uh, the bright yellow and white shirt with the cutoff shorts again with the pockets out apparently they were wearing yeah. pockets out uh yeah he's got the big numbered jersey oh man just... oh yeah his crop top jersey is yeah. a good one yeah the camp the camp logo and the camp shirts in general are very excellent mm-hmm. for a camp movie so so the background characters looked good in their camp attire it was a good visual experience Absolutely. the whole thing and again you're seeing mostly just like boy butts and <laughs> Yeah, mid-drift, boy- like dude mid-drifts. The boys have a plan to skinny dip with the girls, which... is <laughs> a great bit. ...is actually like a pretty fair plan, to be honest. They act like it's a prank, because they're trying to get these girls naked. What? Yeah. You don't get say. All the girls, these uh, are the older boys. These are the older boys, trying to get these girls naked and in the dark lake at night. <laughs> but to get them naked, they just all get naked. Yeah. The boys all just run out and so then jump naked So we get like a bunch of pool. moonlit dude buns. Oh, yeah. Bunch of them. Oh. This is a movie for the ladies. Oh, 100%. Just these running men buns. <laughs> <laughs> but the girls are just sitting there with their arms folded up on the shore. Yeah. And then you realize there's just it. a lake filled with like a dozen naked boys. <laughs> but, well, they do get that one girl out on the canoe. Which that girl made... The dumbest. She was what dumb. What was she doing? She she must have known something was up. She knew something was up going out there. But uh, yeah, that that she was one curious. too curious. And you know that's a great bit because I kind of wanted to say too, like the kills are so brutal, but some of the kills are not as brutal. And mm-hmm. but <laughs> but those kills, like this one in the canoe where basically the, uh, the guy is drowned yeah. in the lake, he's got a great body scene where they reveal the body oh, under the yeah, canoe. Yeah. And the guys that don't get necessarily get the most creative kills, they still give them this really great effect scene where you reveal a yeah. body. And this one, it's like the kid's under the canoe, and you see the snake coming out of his mouth. Oh, yeah. And it's like a that's genuine, always, like, that's how did they do that? Like, is that a model, or right? what? How did they do that? Because it the looks same year as, so uh, good. As Halloween 3, which also had a lot of oh, yeah. snake work. A lot of bugs coming snake out of people. Snake out of faces and bugs. Ugh. Some guy in 83 was like, I got a vision. For horror. Well, that must have been <laughs> right at... Isn't there a Raiders of the Lost Ark scene where like you're seeing oh a gosh. skull with like a snake coming yeah, out of yeah, it yeah. or something? Some That's about that same time. Good snake work. Man, yeah. Yeah. Being a snake handler in the early 80s. 
Buku Bucks. Yeah. Yeah. It went from, you Blade, were from Blade Runner to Raiders. Main, yeah, main draw was Big time. a snake. But yeah, <laughs> I love the, uh, some of the, the reaction dead body shots kind of reminded me of uh, Dead and Buried. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially like, that so, one. Yeah. Yeah, because like, it's covered lot, in sand and exactly. gunk. Yeah, totally. Great and stuff. And really impressive. Yeah, really, really impressive great. makeup. Looked great. And so, yeah, bodies start racking up. So then we got the increasingly amusing situation of the camp. Mel trying to be like, yes. I don't want this news getting out. And yep. there's like four dead bodies on it. And <laughs> uh, we're all trying to figure out who the killer is. And nice and guy Ronnie is just trying to be nice and like, oh, I can't believe it. Oh, yeah. I just can't believe it. <laughs> <laughs> there's no way they'd go running off like this. Like, ah, sweet Ronnie. Not my campus. Ronnie, sweet Ronnie. <laughs> Beautiful Ronnie. Aww. I just want to hug him. A little sugar bear. Oh, uh, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. These, uh, everybody has different modes. We also, uh, here's a weirder plot F. Sure. Mel hooking up with, like, the hottest of the counselors. <laughs> that poor girl. What the the most unfortunate role in the movie? Yeah, Meg is the beautiful girl Meg, who's kind of the sassy counselor, but also sides with the bad girls. But she's kind of she's kind of likable, but you know she's not cool because she kind of lets Judy get away with stuff. Yeah, yeah, she's kind of a. But she's not a total monster. Not really, but I, I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan of Meg. She doesn't give me anything. She, yeah, and then she, yeah. Undeniably creepo- hot Meg. Creepily is-, <laughs> is, like, trying to get with Mel. Yeah, she's the aggressor. Yeah, Mel seems, Mel's, Mel, Mel gives is that like, one oh, great look God. where he's like, huh. Oh, yeah, right. Mel does a little head turn of, like, eh, all right. Still got this. You want to meet? Sure. You know, Mel did have some muscular, like, probably plays tennis legs. Oh, Mel played tennis. Mel played Big some time. tennis. Yeah, he, he belonged to a country to club. It. Yeah, 100%. So, but yeah, we get Meg aggressively pursuing the <laughs> thrice her age Mel in a real head scratcher of a scene. That is, yeah. Because she gets the That's night off. Field. And as the movie implies, she's excited she has the night off because then she can bang an old guy. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> I don't know much about Meg, but Meg is a. Meg has issues. Meg, <laughs> to say the least. But they did not have to do Meg like this. Because <laughs> this whole subplot of her wanting to bang Mel is just so she can get murdered in the shower mm-hmm. on her way to getting ready to a date with Mel. They could have just had Meg showering. She, <laughs> didn't, she didn't need to shower <laughs> to then go have sex with an old we guy. We don't care why you're showering, yeah. Meg. She just gets murdered in the shower. She didn't get murdered on the date with Mel. Oh, my God. They had to so give funny. her a whole backstory of banging old guys. And they're like, also, we're going to knife you in a shower. <laughs> like, just have her bathing normally. She probably showered every day. Well, it, Just give her a shower death without having... <laughs> it's so... It, it Honestly, like, that's what this movie does the whole time. It just yeah. adds this extra layer of unnecessary perverted... <laughs> Perversion, yeah, yeah perversion, like, yeah, yeah, just that, like, yeah, you don't need the the, <laughs> the cook doesn't need to try to have sex. He could have just died. He could have just been a cook. Yeah, thirteen year old. He could have just been boiling water. He could have just been a jerk. Yeah, we didn't need to make him a pedophile. Because 
Because the kills kind of start coming without really any personal motivation towards the killer. Yeah, people like, just start dying. People just start getting knocked off. Yeah. You know, and uh, another great, one of my favorites was the bees. The poor oh, guy man. with the bees. The guy on the, on the john. The guy just trying to have, yeah. <laughs> just like, do hey, his I'll, business. I'll catch up, guys. I need to, uh, just, you know, just a little head quick. to the stall. And, uh, yeah, they throw some bees in there. And these bees fuck this guy up. <laughs> Holy shit! Some quick beat. The, this guy the, had to have had the biggest bee allergy because he oh, gets yeah. swolled up quick. And it's another one where you just see that great shot of like the arm outstretched and it pans over, and the, the his head's just covered in bees. It's just, just such like a great makeup seeping effect. wounds and oh my gosh! Yeah, so it's like yeah, we don't need um, these people to have done a certain wrong against any particular character for this killer to be motivated. Yeah. But we do. It helps, I guess. It helps. And Mel's forming his own theories, and he oh Mel, after Mel, Mel goes off. I guess dude. Meg did suffer her character's uh, backstory, but it does set up Mel flying into an unstoppable fit of rage. Yeah, because he got the ultimate C block <laughs> by. Getting to yeah. almost have sex with a 21-year-old who gets murdered before yep. she was guaranteed to go. Mel does not take that well. No, he this, doesn't do well this, with he that knew information. He got the short end of the stick on that situation. <laughs> and he, at this point, has been kind of thinking it's Ricky. Just because the yes. first couple people that die were picking on Angela. Right. This movie is very much uh, trying to make you think it's Ricky because, yeah, Angela is being bullied. Ricky is the one who's coming to her defense. And Ricky's the best Back possible. Off. Like, we still don't know if, like, uh, what cousin? Did They're they cousins, reference that yeah. they cousin? Okay, yeah. it's supposed to be cousins. Yeah, All right. that that's why Aunt Martha is is Aunt Martha. Aunt Martha. That's yeah. Ricky's mom. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Somehow Ricky doesn't see anything wrong with his mom. No, there's eye rolling. Okay. She's there's a little like, weird. She's a little she, out there. <laughs> oh, yes. Your permission slips. Yeah, yeah. Wasn't that nice of me? Mm. Mm. And then that, I think Ricky then gives a little bit of a... Ugh, That's like, my mom. This, this lady. <laughs> um, yeah. So, yeah. So, Mel <laughs> thinks it's Ricky, and Mel finds Meg and immediately vows revenge. Yeah. Against the child, who he yeah. thinks killed her. Yeah, this yeah. is a new twist. You never get another person at the camp being like, I need to stop this other camper and murder them. Like, there's, they're always like, it's definitely that guy in the hockey mask. Right. It's <laughs> doing it. It's a random, this yeah, one, we like, always think it's a random killer. But yeah, you know, and when's the last time you had like an old man like vow to kill a kid? Yeah. And we get the, the scene of then Mel beating the tar oh, man. out of Ricky. We he, just get an old dude shit punching a 13-year-old in the face. It's not even punching. He's just throwing his hands down on yeah. him at one point like, a, about, like an ape. It's just that yeah, he goes full bore on this kid. This movie, The Apes in 2001, Finding the Obelisk, that guy was oh, just crashing absolutely. down on Ricky's skull like that monkey in 2001 with the hammer. I am In a clear homage clear to homage. Kubrick, yeah. Sleepaway Camp is the 2001 A Space Odyssey <laughs> movies of the greater forest areas of New Jersey. <laughs> I can't argue with you. Yeah. I can't. It is a true genre masterpiece. The level, comparative level of 2001. What 2001 did for 
I heard this was Kubrick's. I heard this was Kubrick's favorite film. (laughs) No, (laughs) out of all the camp slashers, Kubrick held Sleepaway Camp the highest in high regard. Yeah, no, not true at all. Uh, (laughs) But it's perfect. But yeah, the way so all of this that we're seeing, you know, Ricky's getting beat up, Meg's getting killed, people are are dying left and right, all in one night. It's all culminating in this one great final act, and one of the great final acts of. Any oh, slasher, yeah. because unfortunately to me, the slashers kind of fall apart at the final act. Usually, yeah, they I'm into that. They have good kills, and then it's kind of this tedious uh, cat and mouse game between the obvious hulking killer and you know the prey, the final girl, or whatever it would be. Sure. And then once you find out the plot, or once you find out the twist, then you kind of just have to go through the motions. This thing does not give you the twist until the final frame of the movie. Which is what's so great about Sleepaway Camp. You don't My get God. that twist until the final shot. They, so they, the whole third act is building and building and building, and they're f- discovering more bodies, and they're starting to really run around. And, yeah, and Ronnie is like starting to freak a out. A bunch of little kids get murdered. Oh man, so one of the counselors. That's a tough one. One of the counselors goes on the overnight. We just so at this point the kills are just like the most bodies you can get to yeah. and kill them. And they know, like at this point, they they know there's a killer or the kids. You know, mm-hmm. know there's a killer out and, there, and Mel thinks it's Ricky. Nobody else has any idea. They just think it's some yeah. stranger. They couldn't killing yeah. people. They don't even seem interested in knowing. They they just know that it's happening. And yeah. the movie does start hinting at the ambiguity because in the scene where Judy gets a grisly death, oh my, maybe the worst gets, one, uh, yet. curling ironed to death. Ugh. And in, uh, again, in real time, in real time, <laughs> but. When the killer opens the door, it looks like Ricky, but with Angela's hair? It looks a lot like Ricky, yeah. And so that's our first actual glimpse of what... That's the first shot at the killer. Yeah. And so that feels really big and starts sending in... You know, starts planting the seeds for a twist. And the ending is, like you said... Last 15 minutes are chaos. Yeah. And the music just keeps swirling up and they keep finding bodies. And that's when we get one of the oddest, unfortunate tonal shifts in many, almost any of the movies we've watched. Mm-hmm. When we earlier in the movie got introduced to a well meaning, very nice police officer. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> the local town cop. Younger guy, got a mustache and a shaggy haircut. He's got a big bushy mustache. A and, big uh, brown bushy mustache. A, a f- almost a full, almost a fro worth of hair, yeah. And we get this reaction shot at the penultimate moment of this movie, practically. Of him coming out of the cabin stunned after just having discovered Judy's sure-to-be-mangled body. Yes. And in bright lamplight, porch light, he now has a completely fake mustache on <laughs> that looks like it's painted onto his face. It's one of the worst mustaches in cinema history. And it is Maybe the worst mustache. such a hard shot on his face in the brightest light. Oh, man. And he has this... It looks like they just put shoe polish on his upper lip. Yeah. No, it, it looks like something you bought at the ninety-nine cent like Halloween store. And, it's cr- yeah. it's like a perfect rectangle. <laughs> Frank the cop. Yeah. Oh. 
it Frank is the cop. Frank the cop. Yeah, and you see him kind of earlier in that scene, but it, the the mustache is not as pronounced. Yeah, as when it's a long, medium close up on his face. His stunned face is as he stunned, walks out, open mouth, and face. everyone's looking, and everyone's looking at him intently, pretending it's not a man with a painted on mustache yeah. that they're seeing. Yeah, it's one of the craziest, like. You know, you get those weird moments in movies where, you know, Andrew McCarthy has to come back and film a scene in Pretty in Pink, and that's right. why his hair looks weird. Right, he's wearing a or, wig because you know, uh, of the thing, yeah. The girl in the craft has to wear a wig because her head was shaved in Empire Records. And Right. This is just a guy who's just like, yeah, now that I'm done with that camp movie, I'm going to shave my mustache. Yeah. Oh, you needed me for another scene? Oh, shit. Oh, jeez. Yeah, I'm sorry, man. Well, I didn't just, realize. just throw some eye black. <laughs> on my upper lip, and that'll look good in that bright light, hard cam shot of my face. And I swear to God, hundred percent, no one would have noticed if he had not had him. Like no yeah. one would have, no one would he have been like, didn't ma- that guy have a mustache in the first scene? <laughs> no one would have said also, that. Also, I would have been a huge. So now I'm just realizing, <laughs> as big of a fan I am of that bad mustache, I would have also loved if he just shaved earlier that day. Right, and so he just. Came out for a dead body earlier in the day, and then he's like, you know, I'm going to shave once I get off my shift. Yep. And he gets called back into work, and he's just smooth-faced. Yeah. All, was, they, they I had a date that night in all, town. Yeah, all they had to do was like, didn't you have a mustache? Well, you know. And that's yeah. all they had to do. Like, they didn't, they didn't, didn't even have to acknowledge it. We would yeah. honestly, if you shave his mustache, put a hat on him, boom. Different character. Different guy altogether. Nobody would be like, uh, one dude out there would be like, actually, that guy played both of the cops. Did, was that guy the earlier cop as well? Who Garrett Dillahunt has played three different roles on Deadwood. <laughs> Somebody can play Surely. two different cops in Sleepaway Camp. Instead, we got the shoe-polished 99-cent store mustache in literally the scene right before the final minute of the movie, <laughs> which is the biggest shock in cinema history. It makes you think it's got to be on purpose, almost. Like, that's where I'm wondering, is this satire? Like, have yeah. we built all this up, and then we have the... Here, remember, it's a movie, because this guy's got a fake fucking <laughs> mustache on him, you know? The mustache is... I'll have I, to see if there's anything in the, in the trivia about I think I would be similarly allowed, just like as I was allowed to ask Robert Forster about his hair. Yeah. I think at a and a for Sleepaway Camp, I should... I think a couple of questions up. about the mustache. Gotta come up. I think it was honestly just as simple as he shaved it. No, I'm sure it was just he shaved it. But, like, did they just realize he shaved it three minutes before he showed up on set? <laughs> right. Like, he had to have told them that. Because this movie, I've said three or four times now, has impeccable makeup. The makeup is incredible. On these dead bodies. Really good stuff. Detailed stuff. Yeah. So you couldn't get a detailed bushy one mustache. Didn't have just a fluffy mustache for for one night of work. How the cop mustache is among the easiest of fake mustaches yeah. to appropriate. The handlebar thick black bully mustache, probably the easiest. Yeah, you can make that out of felt. It's just it but really is the just... cop stash. Very easy to get a fake so cop bad. stash, and they. They blew it. Like, <laughs> nobody could have ever blown it. This thing's a 9.9 only because of this mustache. Just brought it down. Jeez. Oh, man. This stash is deranged brilliant. Unforgivable. So many questions. <laughs> and so that's when we get to the moment that woke Charlie 
from his migraine, his street trash <laughs> induced, induced migraine, yeah. his street street trash and and uh, simpler times <laughs> induced migraine. It's a bad combination, oh, y'all. It's the worst. Street trash on on Trader Joe's lager. Oh boy, I'll knock you out and then wake you up two hours later to feral hounds howling for the end of sleepaway camp which jesus people you can get out while you can this is your last warning this is like that book the monster at the end of this book you're here (laughs) if you've made it this far we haven't spoiled a thing not really about the ending yeah not exactly we haven't said anything that they would put together if for some reason you have not seen Sleepaway Camp, and you're just listening to this I episode this. and uh, and ignoring our pleas. And you didn't, yeah, you missed it the first time around. You left the room. You came back. Don't look up anything about the plot of this movie. Just go watch it. It's on, on Amazon, Amazon Prime. Prime. Go You'll see it. find it. Watch it anywhere. Don't look up more about it, and don't listen to the rest of this until you do, please. Okay. Okay. Now, now we now, now we talk about now that those people are gone. All right, she has a pee pee. She has a dick. <laughs> Angela is a guy, and the movie. She's a boy. The, the, all the clues were there. Oh yeah, and the movie was so like it all adds up. All the knots come unknotted. Absolutely. Oh In yeah. In the beginning, the life so. During the boat accident, which isn't referenced again until this scene. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We go from bad mustache cop to uh, to everything to, that's unraveling to the in the big whole flashback. Movie. Yeah, to the to them oh. walking up on Angela on the beach with the with Paul sitting in her lap, kind of head in her lap, and then it flashes back to Aunt Martha again. And now we see Aunt Martha talking to Angela, but Angela's not Angela. Angela is... Peter. Peter. Angela is a boy. And we learn that in the beginning of this movie, the little girl died. We see a life vest mangled and floating in the water. And yeah, we don't see a body. But I didn't right. you know. We see the dad. They talk... Yeah. And it, so... Yeah. We realize it's... The boy that survived and Aunt Martha wants a little girl so badly, and we already have a little boy, that she begins degendering boat crash survivor Peter mm-hmm. and renames him Angela. That's when we realize for the last eight years, Angela has been forced into being a girl. And that is why Angela can't relate well to people. Right. That it, that it, it explains everything in her ambiguity and her aloofness and her just kind of vagueness yeah. that she's been the whole time. Everything explained about Angela in the most stunning twist. And the stunning twist also is revealed at the same time that you see Paul's head roll off of her lap. The one one boy, and this was so sweet. We haven't talked about the tenderness of this movie. I, when Angela finally opens up and talks to Paul, Mm -hmm. when he asks her to like hang out later, watch the movie, the, you know, the rec hall movie later. Right, right. And she just says like, okay. (laughs) And, Angela saying anything is such a big moment to the viewer because she's been silent for 
half the movie, the right. first half of the movie. Right. But Angela and Paul are like sweet together. Right. They're yeah, really he's a good cute kid. kids. Yeah. And he like steals a kiss. And I really like her like shock. Like this is her like, this is real. Yeah. Like people are now accepting. And you find out later her shock is because she's realizing people are now just accepting her as a female. Mm. And there's still that little boy that didn't ask for this. This is horrifying. Yeah. This no, is you, crazy. You and yeah, and, and on the rewatch, knowing this, you do see her going through these shifts of opening up a little bit and then shutting down. Yeah. And then and and this is nineteen eighty three, which kind of blows my mind. Yeah. Um and just everything yeah, the way this movie this approached is heady stuff. This whole subject matter was just like Yeah, that's a you movie. You could that never we, have seen this coming. No, when you think about this in retrospect, this is like you're seeing a character having to come to terms with their accepted gender throughout the duration of a slasher movie. Mm-hmm. You're getting this like metamorphosis of a human without realizing it until the end when it's all revealed to you in unexpected yeah. horror. And again, so not only do you see that she's killed Paul, she stands up knife in hand yeah on poor ronnie of course and ronnie's the one that finds it and he just can't believe it he's this is for the first time ronnie Ronnie has no answer for anything poor ronnie he's finally feel bad for ronnie at the end "Ah, that poor guy you know true good guy just trying to run a good lift you know he's such a good guy but uh yeah oh this shot of angela and and so yeah felissa rose i think is uh rightly you know, a scream queen because of this one shot. Like one shot of her career has like Oh my god. Pretty much that's the headline. And it is one of the great shots. It's one of the great she's she's making this kind of again feral Yeah, I was gonna say you talk about our face. feral reaction. Angela's basically making a crazy werewolf face. She's going like a possum cotton oh, yeah. in a flashlight. She is yeah, yeah. hissing and her eyes are again bright and, and she's just staring her, in a fixed location in the it was so creepy it was the yeah. scariest thing this movie has a couple of good really disturbing scares. yeah this was genuinely disturbing yeah i was there's this was one of the only movies i went to bed that night. it was the last movie we watched and i was uh, i didn't stick up for you earlier I was shaken by street trash. It's, it's dirty. It's gross. It's it was it's just disgusting. too gross. It was just too gross. It's one of the most disgusting flicks. Yeah. There's the great story that uh, Charlie was a, a rabid Joe Bob viewer. Yeah. And uh, his wife was gonna watch it with him for the first time. <laughs> right. His, his praise had gone long enough that she was gonna watch it the, with him. The new Shutter version. Yeah. Yeah. The new Shutter. And series. the first episode is street trash. <laughs> The first time he sh- Katie's going to watch it with you. Yeah, the first time she's actually going to sit down, I'm like, no, these are pretty good. Because I had just gotten her to watch uh, Prom Night 2, I think, recently. Oh, and Prom Night 2 is great. We're, we're going to be doing a, a dual yeah. Prom Stick Night Stick around feature. for Prom season. Yeah, we'll be getting there. But uh, yeah, so it was Street Trash, and then it was something else, too. It was like another one that I was just like, uh, I'm not really that it's into like, this are one. Are you kidding me? Yeah, this is the one off week. But, uh, and, but Street Trash yeah. is gross, and so... At the end of the night, we're watching this movie, and then to be left with that scene, Angela's croaky hissing and her crazy eyes, and then, I mean, that that gave me an actual nightmare the night mm. of. I, it, it, like, shook me. It was, it's a it's crazy, uh, it's creepy. It's unnerving. Yeah, yeah. Like, the face she's making, and then we get the pan back, 
and you get the but again good makeup the angela the fake angela head yeah because again, i don't know how they did that I yeah it's some you. like uh you know like uh picture wearing like a big buffalo head mascot head yeah. you know it's just like a fake head so it's a over, fake head on a body it's a fake head over a college man's body oh man i had no idea yeah so yeah. that's how Angela has a dick because it is a they got a college student, um, with like a, you know, it's a he's out by the water. I don't have a little baby dick. Yeah, right? <laughs> look, I don't have a little boy dick. <laughs> so, a thirteen-year-old who's been taught that he doesn't have a specific gender, it was an appropriate dick it's- for the uh, for it was a it was a good dick. For Angela to have, it was, it was like a. I'm not gonna say it's like oh, a cool man. dick, but I'm losing it. But it was like a, it it. Uh, it wasn't a cool dick, <laughs> but it was a. It was so I remember when everybody made a big fuss a decade later about Jay Richardson in the Crying Game. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a huge thing. This is crazier. (laughs) This is way crazier than the crying game. The reveal of Angela and her Who's supposed to be a 13-year-old, and Felissa Rose was like 13, 14 when this was made. Yeah. Yeah. So Uh, I'm glad it was was legal dick that we were seeing. Way, way, way crazier dick reveal in Sleepaway Camp than the crying game. Maybe the craziest dick reveal of all time. Crying game, spoiler alert. Oh, boy. (laughs) Too late there. <laughs> oh, jeez. I didn't put Sorry, the warning guys. out for that. Uh, we'll add that in post. The uh, 27 years later crying game. Spoiler. But, oh my gosh. No, it was, I read later. Because mm-hmm. obviously all of us. Oh, you got it. Yeah. Gotta that was when this. the room lost their collective minds. Because yeah. none of us were expecting to see Angela with a penis. Holding a dismembered head of her. Because about two minutes before, you kind of do you do figure out it's Angela, and almost like I almost don't like you see it now. You watch it again, and mm-hmm. you obviously get the clues. Yeah, but watching it that first time, I really didn't think of you Angela. Would, no, you wouldn't have as picked the up killer on... until so, like the scene before where she's you know you kind of see this glint in her eye. But then, well, here's it's the like thing. a reveal upon a reveal. You the only way you would assume angela was the killer is if you assumed the movie was dishonest hmm. like they're just making the killer some like and all sla- a ton of slasher movies do that like right, put right. people impossible situations like well the killer couldn't have been at this place and this place you know right, like right. the only way that this reveal makes sense is that it's dishonest that's the only way a first-time viewer would arrive at that hmm. i swear to you my sister came so close oh yeah she had she had no idea, oh, man. Because she, why would you think this way? Yeah, <laughs> she. But we're normal people. <laughs> she noticed specific elements during the boat crash scene that none of us would have been looking for. Hmm. She even said, "Oh, so that one was wearing the life vest." Oh like, wow! She says that four minutes in, and I go, <gasps> like. <laughs> 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 Oh, we, did, we may be screwed. Did Lauren here. just crack Sleepaway Camp four minutes into the Whoa. movie? She didn't bring it up again. But she noticed. She had it. So she picked up on the clues. But again, you don't know you're looking for clues. So right. even though, so the movie is 
100% honest. It explains everything. Everything is on the screen for you to figure it out. If anybody actually figured this out without knowing anything about it, Mm -hmm. I would be shocked. Even like Murder, She Wrote episodes aren't as honest as this movie. Right. You're like, oh, Jessica Fletcher made a lot of assumptions to get to that conclusion. I mean, she tricked the person into admitting they were murder, but she didn't actually know. That's funny. So there's a lot of, there's some fudge in the lines that Fletcher does. Sleepaway Camp leaves every clue there. Just, I would be, I would call BS if somebody's like, nope, figured it out five minutes in. Yeah. Immediately knew that was a, that was a fake girl. <laughs> no, they totally, like, yeah. There's no chance, but all the clues are there. And wow. <laughs> this reaction. Guys, wow. Wow. In one word. That's what it comes down to. Wow. <laughs> but this reaction w- sprang Charlie up from his slumber. Enough that he had to like, did you come out? And I think you came out and checked. Oh, yeah. You had to come out and see what the hubbub was about. No, you guys sounded like you were in pain. <laughs> <laughs> it sounded like like someone was on fire and uh just screaming for their lives yeah so i oh definitely gosh. had to make sure everything was on the up and up and then us through like horse and then i think tear choked voices yeah. saying oh my god you don't even know i think i was probably just like yeah fuck you yeah you Went guys back to bed. yeah <laughs> there was this equal chance of us playing an elaborate prank on charlie right okay like, hey, let's make him think he missed out on the coolest thing ever yeah. you never know the way we were reacting was so over the top his re if he would have thought we were just putting on a show to make him feel like dirt for passing out yeah it would be a fair assumption <laughs> we were losing it this movie was yeah. and then i remember afterwards it was such a fun badge of honor to have like uh I saw Josh Staples like a, mm. a week after that uh, and told him, he's like, oh, hey, what'd you, you know, he asked about the horror day because he knew, he knew when it was, when it was happening. And I said, oh, we watched Sleepaway Camp. And then he immediately got quiet and kind of looked at me. And then I was like, none of us knew. <laughs> and he's like, are you kidding me? <laughs> none of you knew. And I was like, none of us knew. And he's oh, like, man. how did none of you know? I'm like, none of. We have no idea how we didn't know, but we didn't know. And he was like, I'm so happy for you. <laughs> like, you guys are so lucky. Like, he was so jealous yep. that we got to have the sleepaway camp experience without knowing. That's like, great. oh, he's like, I'm so happy. I'm so happy you got to experience this. Well, I hope you all got oh. to experience it before we spoiled it for you. If you did, oh, my, I swear oh, to God. I'm angry. If you did not <laughs> listen to me and you were like, oh, it was fine. I knew she was a boy. It's like, you oh, don't even, you just deprived yourself don't of even something do it. special, mister. <laughs> so recently, I thank you for coming with us for this episode. We, of us gushing about this movie for the duration of what it would have taken you to just watch this movie anyway. Yeah, right. Very recently, Charlie and I got to see in the theaters a screening of Sleepaway Camp 2, mm. Unhappy Campers. Unhappy Campers. So, it came several years later, uh, was unrelated, yeah, mostly, uh, but bore the same name as the franchise, and there was also a Sleepaway Camp 3, also one year after the sequel. Yep. 
So, so we're, we're going to have a whole second episode to be released very soon. Get ready. With us talking exclusively about the Sleepaway Camp sequels, which have their own value. They get their charm. That is different from the greatest movie ever made. <laughs> yeah, right. You're not going to top the original Sleepaway Camp. but What uh, a unique, like you said, so many one-time actors. Mm-hmm. That you would you would never guess that though. This is a professional production, and just it's the most fun. I've seen this movie probably more than any movie this decade. Nice. It's an all-time One, classic. Once upon a time in Hollywood will pass that shortly. Probably. But, yeah. but Sleepaway Camp. Oh, what a joy! There if you, you have not, oh, share this with a friend. Come on. Share a camp. Share the love. Share a camp with a yeah, friend. Give them the love. Thank you for listening. I'm Eric. I'm Charlie. This has been So It Came to This. <laughs> it came to this. We will see you next time. We're on Sleepaway all the camp social media. Two and three. Sleepaway camps to be continued. All the camps. All the camps are coming. We'll talk to, we'll talk to you next time. <laughs> Good night.